This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. Bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the way they were. Hi Chantel. Hi Grania. how are you? I'm good, you're looking very hot today. And that's all we'll say about it. That's all we'll say. I'm American, you're Irish, neither of us are British, let's not be British and talk about the weather. So let's just Uh, carry on. The real steamy story is... Thank you. Well done. Oh my God. I'm genuinely so happy. I'm so happy. It's Ben and Jen. Now, here's the thing. I've been thinking about this. Ben and Fur, when they're first time around, I think for the second go, they should be called Jenjamin. I was just, but Jenjamin, yes, I'm down with that. It, yeah. it, it will not catch on, but if you and I push no. it enough, it'll be a testament <sighs> to how successful this podcast is if we can get it, get it some traction. So all the listeners out there, spread the word, Jenjamin. Did you like the um do you like the outfits? I was I originally thought that the dress was not great and then I realized she had two dresses. And the she actual wedding dresses. dress was that was okay. It was a nice designer wedding dress. It was very pretty, very lacy. It was the other dress that I think was apparently from the wedding planner, I believe. It was from a movie she was in. Apparently some sleuths 
have said it's from that. That didn't really do it for me. What about you? First of all, I love a Las Vegas wedding. I thought you would. Love a Las Vegas wedding. I'm not a massive Las Vegas wedding fan, but I do think when they come into their own is for a second or third wedding. I think this is what they're for. That's what Las Vegas is for. You're not going to have the big white wedding. You're not going to invite the family. You're all older. I think once you're inviting your grown children to your wedding, that's when you know, do it in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the symbol. That's how that's the sign to just go to Vegas and get it done. I was very happy. They just look so... Go on. They look so cute. And her dresses were beautiful and her hair looked amazing. It was just the right blonde you know, brunette, you know, like liminal space. That the is extensions hair. blended in perfectly with the rest oh, of it. So it looks like she had like 17 different like bits of hair. It was like, she had so much hair. Fabulous. Like they just blended it oh. in. I don't know. Did you, did you watch the video? Is there a video? There's a video. If you, well, if you, I presume that you get her newsletter. I mean, I know I get her I, newsletter. I'm mad because I think she's stolen yeah, my newsletter. Right. Obviously, Grania invented newsletters. That's right. Um, she, but in her, well, you can see the video on Instagram as well because everyone they got the newsletter put it up on Instagram and stuff. But it's a small little video of her showing sort of the other dress, not the main, main wedding dress. But the person behind the camera is English. Some English man. Whoa. And I don't know who it is. And so if anyone knows who this English guy is, he sounds of the not heterosexual persuasion and he's saying you look fabulous oh my god someone's getting married and he's this like that was my best I could do for his accent he's like some English guy behind the camera and I'm like is this her stylist or hairstylist someone listening we have cool listeners people are in the hip media someone get in touch if you can tell me who this person was behind the camera on JLo's wedding video there you go that's that's oh. the that's the test someone we need answers that's somebody is like the Marty McCutcheon at Liza Minnelli's <laughs> yes, wedding yes yes good <laughs> reference Grania that's why you're here that's why she hosts the show guys references like that that pop up this person is the Martine for JLo <laughs> I forgot about that oh what a time we'll never get back Anyways, yes, we're very excited about uh, Gingerman. Loved them. We're very excited about Gingerman and we wish them very well and <laughs> love to all the kids. Love also to this week's favourite iTunes review. Okay. We've got one. Do please, we absolutely, we're needy, thirsty little, little pigs. So Annie, uh, please do, do iTunes reviews. I don't know how to work other platforms, I'm sure. You can leave reviews on them. And she says, fantastic podcast. Um, And she says, it's a great uh, trip down memory lane with the celebrity couples you've forgotten were together. The research, thank you. I think I do the research and the knowledge. Chantel, that's you. Is (laughs) brilliant. So um, her name's Edgesme. And she's 1981. Okay. So that's what I think you should like build your celebrity couple for her from that she likes nostalgia and she's she respects research and knowledge on a subject so she's got good taste so who do you think should be her celebrity Uh, partner i mean i know who i want it to be but i think he might my original thought popped into my head because of her age is jared leto because well, you see, we we don't actually know the gender of this person. I'm going with Jared. I'm sticking with what I'm sticking. I'm dance with the one who brought you. Okay. I'm sticking with Jared Leto. I know he yeah. can seem somewhat problematic, but he's fucking hot. Jared Leto in Jordan Catalano costume at all time. Obviously, you're welcome. Okay, good because that's my so-called that's life, right. which is she good. Would be watching it's a that. good yeah. like 
he seems like very methodical. He's a, he's a method actor, so he'll do his research as well. Exactly. And then he's got the glamour. And he's, he's got the glamour got and he's a rock glamour. star. So Some Gucci suits. Exactly. We've done it. You're welcome. You're welcome. He's my, he's my crush for life, so you're welcome. He is very short, so I hope that you're um, pint-sized as well. <laughs> we hope you like a short king. That's a short king. We're, we're, not, we're fans of them here. We, we, we deal with them. We deal with them. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right. Thank you so much. So, speaking of people we bloody love. Oh, here we go. Uh, our guest this week, she was so brilliant. She not only was her, like her couple is just going to just bring you all the joy that you need. Especially, it's a, it's a, she's picked, I think, quite a summery couple. And she is an absolute ray of sunshine herself. The incredible Daisy Buchanan. The way they were. Hi, Daisy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Thank you for being here. We're so excited, you. We're so excited. Before we get into your incredible couple, iconic, I don't think that's giving too much away, iconic couple, we're a pretty romantic podcast. Do you you consider yourself a romantic person? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I'm really sentimental. I get terrible sunstroke. Uh, it's a glorious hot sunny day and I'm still wearing this mad, it's like a sort of baseball cap, trucker cap and it says captain on and I got it on my honeymoon, which is now, it's going to say five years ago, but it was actually longer. And I do, I worry a lot about losing this hat and whether something's going to happen. And I think it's very, very precious to me, but you know, the brim is sort of detaching a little bit Aww. and I just, I'm starting to look like a really eccentric old lady as I wander around town. So well, yeah, but you're yeah, married now, so who cares? Like, you got him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm married. I can just let it all go. Yeah, exactly. I'm dead. <laughs> um, but no, I do remember one of my favourite books growing up, uh, The Pursuit of Love by Nancy Mitford. There's a bit where they're, that was just on the telly, wasn't it? And Linda and Fanny are teenagers. And Linda's decided from afar, she's in love with the Prince of Wales, not the current one. Fanny is in love with this like local farmer that she's seen walking across like her uncle's field one day and they're just so in love with the idea of love the fact that they've never met these men and probably never will meet them mm-hmm. doesn't matter at all they just want so badly that that they project and imagine the whole thing in their heads and when I read it I was like oh that's me I'm so romantic I don't even need another person oh I love I remember when I was a teenager and it was like the first heartbreak proper proper heartbreak and I remember I was in a really posh dress shop really fancy uh department store and I remember thinking they have no idea how glamorous I am because I've got heartbreak I my heart's been broken <laughs> I felt like I was a celebrity <laughs> oh, that seems like a really fabulous and positive spin on devastation I love that I think someone did a brilliant tweet once and I'm going to phrase it badly but it's along the lines of like I've never ever fantasized about like being married to a man with two children in a big kitchen island I just imagine running into a divorce court with cigarettes and a veil saying no comment please respect my privacy at this time and (laughs) I've said it before and I'll say it again the only reason to get married is to get divorced and to be a divorcee that's my dream come true I'm missing the part about getting married but you just wait everyone <laughs> one day <laughs> I will do it just to be divorcee I can't wait to be divorcee big 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 <laughs> fan that's romance 
my fiance, he knows how badly I want to be a divorcee. And he has said out of spite, he will never divorce me because he knows how much I want oh, to be a divorcee. that just makes it even more dramatic, Grania, when mm. you do it to him. <laughs> <laughs> the no. scene has been set. That's Chekhov's divorce. <laughs> you got, there's a fantastic remake of Gentlemen Prefer Blondes or something that you two need to get together and write and make. There's a story here. So I'm saying... We just need the veils yep. and the cigarette holders. Yes. And Get the veils and everything else will follow. Falls, falls into place. Happens every time. Well, so speaking of glamorous couples and glamorous splits, your one genuinely, it was one I've been so excited. I keep sort of waiting for it to come on the pod and it's finally here. And oh, uh, wow. thank you so much for making this come true. But... So, Chantelle, you don't know uh, the couple is. So I've put together some clues for you. So what I can say is this couple got together in the dreamy year of 1986. Okay, okay. So just to set the scene, Chernobyl explodes, Space Shuttle Challenger disintegrates (laughs) and Phantom of the Opera debuts in the West End. But you know what else was going on that year? We discovered sometimes good neighbours become more than just good friends. Oh, okay. Is this uh, Kylie and Jason? Is it Kylie and Jason? Got it in one. Kylie and Jason. Okay, okay. This this is a big one. This is far far more to our American listeners. They're not going to understand quite what it is. They don't even know who Jason is. But let me just tell you, you're going to love this <laughs> because if you don't know about this couple, they're a great couple. And yeah, I, mean, I know that's that kind you... of an indictment, isn't it? That's a, a, in a nutshell what happened. In America, no one knows no who one, Jason is. No one cares. <laughs> Kylie and Jason. I mean, I'll be honest with you, they only barely know who Kylie is. <laughs> she basically had one Ooh. hit. Uh, I mean, the gays, I obviously, know. the gays are big. The gays know modern Kylie, but mainstream I, I America. Think Kylie's pretty A-list international, no? No, in America, it was local emotion and that was it guys that was it she had locomotion not even like can't get you out of my head now no that's what i mean the modern version vaguely more but that's far more the gay scene so the gays are all over they know but mainstream america the gays you're talking about stuck aching waterman kylie yeah that was not a thing that was not a mystery to america but brilliant choice of a couple and yes i can imagine Grania, you've been dying for this one i think everyone most of our (sighs) listeners probably have been dying for this one so oh daisy thank you so much what a gift what a gift i'm excited so Daisy, um, why when we asked you to be on the podcast, what was about this couple? This was the first one that popped into your head. What do they mean to you? Well, I was a massive Kylie fan and I was about five and I didn't really understand why I loved her and what was going on so much. Yeah, I think I must have been four going on five and I got the the famous LP, the I Should Be So Lucky one, where she's got all of her hair coming out of the hat for Christmas. And I think I possibly even fancied her a little bit it was really drawn to her didn't really understand but also her and Jason and because they're they were a fictional couple and they kept saying no 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 we're not a real life couple but they totally were and Jason Donovan just in an interview said that they consummated their relationship in an Australian travel lodge and they had a milkshake afterwards <laughs> um, milkshake. but that it was the like you know the Archie comics and sort of um Archie and whatnot and Betty and Veronica it's like perfect 80s glossy happy sunshiny sanitized safe cartoon love and it I love as well that um Kylie's rebound was Michael Hutchins I mean what the actual that's that you cannot rebound more extremely surely 
Well, I mean, we're going to get to all that, I'm sure. But that, I didn't know that was her immediate rebound was Michael. Yep. Yeah, Jason took her to the NXS concert. Shut up. Oh, my God. This is already bonkers. By the way, when you said, very quickly, when you said she had the hat with her hair coming out of it, did she do that thing in the 80s where they wore, like, bowler hats, but they had a hole in the top of them and all the hair came out? Was it that <laughs> I never understood that style. It was only worked with curly hair. And if you had curly hair in the 80s, you were forced to wear a hat with a hole in the top and then all the hair came out of it. And I just, I don't know why that was a vibe. It wasn't a good thing. It was just a thing we all just said, yeah, that makes sense. There's this curly hair girls. That's what I mean, they do with their hair. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think you were also forced to have curly hair in the 80s. There was a, yeah, well, perms. That, you perms know, all yeah. white women had to have perms. Yeah. And then like, oh no, the perms, the hats. We've not thought this through. Better get our hat scissors. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It was like a little sunroof for your yeah. hat. It was. Yeah. <laughs> the hair went through. Yeah, just to make little sure. Little escape route. Just, just when you thought you were actually protecting your scalp from the sun. No, 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 no. Let's get that burned up as well. Yeah, what a, what a time. We, there should be a word for it. Like, you know, the Canadian tuxedo being double denim, like the oh, idiot's yeah, visor doing yeah. the opposite of what a visor does. There should be. We'll think about that. Everyone keep their thinking caps on. See what I did there. And um, and we'll keep thinking about it before. Oh, Grania's, Grania's off. This is the rest of the podcast now. We're just we're a hat podcast now, guys. We're just going to find the name of this hat. The Curdy Gals Frisbee? Yeah, it's too long. Uh, too long, too cumbersome. Very we'll high there. concept, which yeah, I yeah. like. Yeah, but... we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. One of us will pop into it about an hour into this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what we need to do is we need to stop the podcast. We all go away. We come back. We'll edit it so it seems like we we've thought it up in real time <laughs> so um Chantal did you have because Neighbours was iconic like it wasn't uncommon I remember like I remember sometimes you would just watch it twice a day so it was on at lunchtime <laughs> and it was on in the evening it's very common to watch it was twice it? a day and if I know if my sisters were all sick from school, the minute we got home, the first thing we would like grab them and demand, did you watch Neighbours? Oh my God. Just to find out what had happened. I only ever saw any of Neighbours at university. It was a very much a purely student thing where I happened to be around in the daytime and I'd watch Neighbours or Home in the Way. I don't like English soap operas at all or American ones. I kind of, I thought Australia was the best of both worlds. It, they were short and kind of silly and overdramatic, but not as silly as American ones. But I wasn't aware of any of it in the 80s. I cannot express to you how little impact these shows had in America. Like, it's zero. I'm not even sure they were even ever broadcast over there. Like, it was nothing. Anyways, back to Jason and Kylie. They haven't even okay. met yet. Come on. Well, so, <laughs> so uh, Jason Donovan, uh, the hero of the piece, he's, was, he comes from sort of a showbiz royalty family. So his dad was Terence Donovan, who actually appeared in Neighbours. And his mother... Sue McIntosh was actually once a Benny Hill girl. Oh my God. Wow. That explains his good looks. Yeah. So he comes from Australian showbiz acting royalty, uh, but he had a kind of an unsteady start to life. So his parents separated and divorced when he was very young. And unusually for the time, his dad was awarded full custody in 1973 he was awarded full custody so he was oh. five and he was then brought up by himself by his dad and he, st- he ever since then he still doesn't have a relationship with his mom with his mother oh that's sad that's very so, sad i've just realized sorry i've i have not had much sleep i've forgotten a pivotal part of the show 
We know they're a good couple, but what about their star sign? How could you forget the star oh, signs? Oh, all it took, I all knew it took this was, was a coming. Trip. All it took was a trip to the Antipodes, and she forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> South of, Southern Hemisphere, Grind is not into astrology. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different it's a different you know different sky celestial system. That's right. <laughs> well, this is unusual one. Both Geminis. Ooh, twinsies. Double twinsies. Birthdays are within like what three or four days of each other. Is it? I mean, it's weird. They look spookily alike, especially when they're younger. They basically yeah. have the same haircut. And she was born on the twenty eighth of May and he was born first of first of June. Wow. Are they the same age? The same year? Same yeah. no age. shit. Wow. Oh my god! Okay, and, so and both, get to it. Then. What's the, their compatibility vibe? And they're both Gemini's, which of course is twins. Yeah, that's what I mean. mm. twins, star they're, they're twins upon twins. Yeah, yeah. Guys, this is like properly weird. I mean, all the these things, all these coincidences. So, wow. what do you think? Two Gemini's in a relationship. What do you think their star sign compatibility percentages? Daisy, you go so, first. It's a really tricky one, isn't it? Because you think, oh, what a coincidence. Wow, amazing. And as you say, you would think as well that a pair of Geminis would have a much more intense and forceful connection than a pair of Tauruses or a pair of fish. But also, I wonder, my guess would be, and I'm a, I read Susan Miller every single month. Um, I always get my horoscope mid-month from Susan Miller when I like it, two oh, weeks late. Oh, we've got a proper um, She's okay. smart. She's smart. She's smart. But... Uh, I wonder whether a Gemini might have this like really intense, like, you know, you're because we're all a little bit narcissistic, aren't we? We all basically fancy ourselves. So they'll have that pull and that draw and that intensity, but then maybe push away from each other as dramatically that you're always seeking yourself, but perhaps always seeking the opposite to yourself at the same time. I mean, you know, I'm expert astrologer, but I'm no mathematician. So I'm, I'm going to say 85. Okay, so still pretty high. interesting. High percent, Chantel. Yeah, I wanted to go high as well. I think they're actually um, going to be a good. You know, the Olsen twins are actually both Gemini's as well, which I, I love when twins are oh. Gemini's, and they seem yes. to get along great. So uh, I'm going to say ninety-eight percent. Okay, well, I can tell you, according to the star signs, uh, with their open minds and creative wish, there's probably not a single place they wouldn't want to have had sex, nor a position they wouldn't want to try out. So imagine... So these guys are horn dogs, basically, to speak the Australian vernacular. So imagine a train, an airplane restroom or any means of transportation in which it is possible to hide. However very ominous word however mm. their sexual life can become empty when the excitement has passed if none of them have enough depth to bring into the act of making love they are not even aware of the focus on an emotional connection they need until they find the right partner usually this is not another gemini ah. weirdly enough 80% match good oh. good guess there daisy though by the way, can I just say to any listeners who have noticed this, anyone else notice that Grania's, um whenever you do the kind of how compatible they are with the star signs, it's never like about the relationship. It's always just about sex. It's always, <laughs> it's always just about sex. So how are they in the sack? It's never like, oh, he's a bit depressed and she's too happy. They can't get along. It's like, he likes it from behind, but she wants it all the time. It's too much. It's always about sex. Look constellations are notoriously horn dogs so what can i constellation, say constellation consummation whatever anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so poor little jason he's from a broken home an acting family so he's australian acting royalty 
Meanwhile, so little Kylie Minogue. Now, basically, I did even have to research Kylie Minogue because I was such a fan when I was little. It's still in my brain somewhere. (laughs) I just knew. I knew. I was like Googling this the last few days. And I was like, yeah, I knew she liked embroidery. Of course, everybody knows Kylie loved embroidery. It's how she relaxed behind the scenes on Neighbours. So she's got an older brother. She's got Danny. Good old Danny. And Danny's, no, Danny's younger. Danny's younger, isn't she? Danny's younger, yes. Kylie's the eldest, then Brendan, and then Danny. Oh, Brendan, that must be a rough Christmas table, him. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to, Brendan? (laughs) And they came from quite sort of a normal middle-class family, but the girls struggled to make friends. They were a little bit awkward, so they got into dancing and singing and performing. And it just seemed like everybody in Australia, when they were kids, seemed to be on television if you read this, because it's like, oh, it was very casual. Like, oh, Danny was on her TV show when she was like 12. And Kylie was on her TV show when she was 15. So, yeah, I feel like it was a new country. And they like, they got TV and it was like 10 people to choose from. So like half the country was just on television. I know what you but mean. But maybe it's not like, the, you know, being a, a mouseketeer and like, you know, all the toxic peril and hell and pressure. Because they're Australian and they're just, you know, pretty chill. Them. Yeah. Yeah, they're just good Aussie kids. Sorry, it's just go outrageous surfing. stereotyping I'm doing. Australia, I'm so sorry. And that's going to happen a lot. We, 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 we haven't even done any bad accents yet. That's <laughs> definitely on the way. So <laughs> watch out, Australian listeners. So Jason made his first television appearance at 11 in a guest role on the Australian series Skyways in 1980. Now, who played his sister on the show? Kylie? Who do we think? Or Den? Kylie? Den. Kylie. Kylie did. Kylie played a sister. So they, met when they were 11. Oh my God, 11's a twin number. Oh my God, the amount of twin stuff. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> These two. So that's when they first met. Then they met again many years later on a little TV show called Neighbours, which turned them both into superstars. Now, again, it's so funny because this relationship, it's its its fascinating because it's just before, obviously it's before social media, but it's also before, you know, real like teen magazines and sort of like celebrity culture as we know it. So I couldn't find much of their actual time together. A lot of these stories are from Jason Donovan's POV because Kylie is very she's a very discreet lady and she apart from the odd Instagram post she hasn't really talked about she's very clever she's very clever with that don't explain don't complain she's very clever with that we don't know very much about her so they were 18 when they got together Jason said she chased me and then I guess I gradually gave in the next thing you know we were working and having this relationship so, can I ask a question? When did they, how old were they when they started on Neighbours? They were 18. Oh, so literally they started on Neighbours and just immediately got at it. 18, hormones flying, all that twin vibes. I get it. What do you think, Daisy? Do you buy, do you buy that it was Kylie chasing after Jason? What's, what's, what's your vibe on this? So, I did some research and I read that Jason was cast in Neighbours a year before he started and then said, no, 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 I want to finish school and then came back a year later. So, I can sort of see Jason being quite, you know, serious and focused and, you know, wanting to do it all properly. And I can also see, I think, you know, Kylie has got a wild side and I think she sort of she likes to have fun and I also think that 
because she was playing this very sort of sweet, shy character. And I think it sounds like she had her own, you know, moments of shyness, but maybe she met her, met her twin and, you know, an old friend from her acting past and just felt very comfortable around him and felt like, you know, the hormones of love. I think we all had that moment, haven't we, as teenagers where you go from, you know, I have both been like sitting alone in my bedroom and be like, I will never find love and no one will ever want me and it's all a big disaster to sort of suddenly experiencing a tiny bit of your own power when you're sort of an older teenager and thinking, aha, this is quite exciting. Let us see where this goes. I wonder if also, I wonder if also like because of his, because of his family background, because his father was somebody that, because he always seemed older to me having not known anything about these people. I always presumed he was older and I wonder if he kind of seemed older and a bit more because, as you said, Daisy, he was like this professional, like, I wonder if she kind of like was a bit, not starstruck, but do you know what I mean? A bit kind of like, oh, this guy's been in the industry, his family, he really mm. knows what he's doing. I'm just this kind of nobody kid from the country, so whatever, you know? So I wonder if he was a bit like sparkly to her, you know, and she kind of looked up to him a bit as like, oh, you really know how this stuff works. You you were born into this kind of thing. So he probably had a bit of a vague kind of mentor mm. vibe maybe to her. Maybe I'm making that I like that. But yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. He was sort of, you know, she thought, oh, teach me about showbiz, teach wise me. one. Daisy, what were, were you like, were you confident as a teenager? What was your your romantic style as, as a teenage gal? Lord, I was thinking about this the other day. I was just sort of not confident at all, massively, massively confused. Um, I had a boyfriend when I was 15 and we went out until I was 21. And it was really... Oh it wasn't God. much fun. That's like almost your just... entire teenage formative years. Yeah. And it was just really earnest. And, oh, um, really? I was, you know, crazy in love and sort of full of, you know, dopamine. And I was like, I could just... I re- sometimes I think if I had any self-esteem or any confidence at all, I would not have gone out with that person. I would have stopped it after a year or so, which is really, really sad. And I definitely... I think because... I loved romance and I loved romance in in books and films. And also I kind of associated with escape. I think I had this really old fashioned idea that, you know, sex and love is how women escape and Mm. how women have adventures. And I, you know, dreamed, and I think as well, it's a really common thing. I think that maybe teenage girls, especially where you think one day someone is going to come and see the thing in me that I just cannot see in myself and I've never seen and I will be validated and magical and I'll be picked out in the crowd like um I think we all want to be um you know Courtney Cox in the Dancing in the Dark video mm-hmm. who doesn't yeah I mean the haircut alone She's and not- I think as well when you're that age I remember all the things that I want to be I used to think well I I'd never be able to do that so the nearest I can do is like if somebody who's like funny or intelligent or cool if they liked me that I could by proxy kind of mm. be like that so I think that's if I could say anything to myself as a teenager it's like you can just be that yourself you don't have to you know try and win the love of somebody who you think has those qualities yes it is much harder and ultimately much <laughs> better to but love love yourself rather than look mm. for it but then I wonder whether with Kylie and Jason, because they were, 
you know, not the nation's sweethearts, Australia and the UK and so many places. And they, I've been, I was listening today to their song, especially for you. Oh, I love that you're my hammock in the garden. And I thought, my neighbours will think I'm having a breakdown. They don't know. It's it's for a podcast. <laughs> but the, that pressure of having, because I really wanted to talk to them because of the way I think we all wanted to be in that relationship in a bit. And we all thought when we find love, this is what it's going to look like and feel like. And whether, you know, because you said about how this is sort of before, you know, teen mags and social media and media as we know it. But maybe that's the first or one of the earlier instances in the, the late 20th century where we felt as though, you know, art was imitating life and vice versa and to have so many people thinking they know about your relationship and also believing in Scott and Charlene you know Scott and Charlene mm. were doing it their yeah. characters and neighbours and you know for anyone who doesn't remember Kylie was a mechanic and at the time that was very oh, cool yeah. and very edgy and she mm. was a girl but she fixed cars and I think that's still quite cool and edgy. I don't think yeah, we've seen um, the media has a, the, of... the media has not moved on from that. That's still a thing in movies. If a girl's like, if a girl's like into cars, it's like, oh, she's different. She's it's always like, because my dad was a mechanic, I just paid attention. That's always the line they say. I just say, <laughs> my dad was not a mechanic, but he worked on cars a lot. I did not pay attention. I learned nothing. <laughs> I learned that that's not the case. <laughs> Well, so, yeah, Kylie was Charlene. She was the tomboy wore overalls. Jason mm-hmm. was kind of like the, he was like a good kid. He was quite bland. He didn't really have much of a personality. Little Charlene had her own makeover because even though she wore overalls and she had a little smudge of oil on her face, it turned out when she scrubbed up, she looked very pretty. No more prettier than she looked in 1987 during the iconic on-screen wedding where oh, Scott yes, and Charlene yes. got married. Even though everybody was against them, they said they were too young, they got married. And 19.6 million people watched the episode. And is that in the UK or in in the UK you mean or in general? I think no, the U I think that's the UK. My 19.6 million people. Cuz I don't think they'd be simulcasting, was it? I think if they showed it <laughs> In Australia, people in the UK would have stayed up. Yeah, they would have yeah. done. They would have done. This, this is like the, if you didn't, if you missed Charles and Diana, you got Charlene and Scott. So when did they finally come out with their relationship? Like, so it was around this time they left Neighbours to pursue their music careers, and then they released their uh, their classic in 1988, especially for you. And that's when it was sort of towards the end of their relationship, not right. to spoil anything that. It's always the way they kind of came out as um as being a real couple so they're now at the height of their fame they've just left neighbors they're both touring around the world daisy what do you imagine imagine if we could just create a magical time machine and if the phone rings and it's kylie and jason and they're in london for the night what do you imagine a night out with kylie and jason being like hi daisy Ooh. what are you doing tonight <laughs> I think there might be a bit of tension because I think Jason would want to be a bit of a cool London geezer and he might want to go to like a members club or a super smart bar and I think Kylie would be like G-A-Y heaven pop as a clock I need some serious bass no Kylie it's not seven o'clock yet no one will be open I don't care (laughs) take me to where people dance in cages but I 
There's a story I loved where apparently, and I say this with heavy cover in my teen mag times, so legally it might not be true, but I hear, I believe, Justin Timberlake took a date to the Bella Italia in Leicester Square and he believed he'd found this like beautiful, authentic, amazing, like local Italian Italia. So I think there might be a bit of that. I think they might want to, they still be young enough. And because yeah. I think they wouldn't have much free time. They'd just be like on planes all the time, all travel yeah. just. So they might be like, oh, let's go to Planet Hollywood because we're celebrities. We might see our celebrity friends and that'd be really cool. Not knowing how naff it is, yeah. but also as naff as Planet Hollywood is, if um, Kylie and Jason or anyone invited me, I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to get one of those giant blue cocktails Definitely. and a souvenir cup as big as my head. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so they're still thriving, but cracks are beginning to show. And you imagine like they're both like in their very early 20s. They're both so famous. It's, uh, maybe not in the US, but in UK, Ireland and Australia, you do not get more famous than Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan at this period of time. So they're flying around everywhere. Jason says, I knew I was in love with her when she became successful on her own. It was a jealousy thing. I could see her slipping away. I'm sure it happened before that, but it was not until I could see her going off in one direction, I thought I was going to lose her. Oh, I mean, he wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Completely correct there, Jason. Well played. (laughs) He really saw what was coming. But it's it's quite Star is born, isn't it? Because he's the established, you know, he's acting royalty and she was nobody, you know, and then suddenly she's beginning to eclipse him. Yeah. Because aside from especially for you, did he have a massive pop career or was it basically that song? Yeah, had a few records. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Then enter Michael Hutchins. <sighs> Here he comes, the dark knight, the bad boy, the bad boy of Australia. So they went to an In Excess concert together. I can't believe he brought her. Yeah, he introduced her to Michael Hutchins. Oh, he brought her because incredible. he was like, look, I need to show you, I'm not just like the cheesy guy. Yeah, I'm cool. Shirt. I'm into in Look, look They're at like, like cool, edgy music. Oh, they couldn't be more opposite. They, oh, it's just so perfect. But in excess were into Kylie. I'm so sorry. Hey, so that was great. That's great. This is how, what he said about what happened. It was bad enough that she'd run off with anybody else, but she happened to run into the arms of the greatest rock god of the period, the very guy who I secretly wanted to be. Of course it was it a did. pretty big punch to take. It would be. It'd be a nightmare. Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's just remember, I think, they are very, 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 very young. And they're probably old for their age in lots of ways. In other ways, I think they're probably really emotionally stunted mm. and exhausted. And they've worked and worked and worked. And, you know, while, I, I, you know, a, an overlap is morally hard to defend, I think that, you know, we must... Um, Judge Kylie with teenage eyes. Yes, oh, definitely. Uh, I forgive her. Our heart breaks for Jason, but, you know. How old was Kylie at this point when this this happened? When She's 21. And how old was Michael Hutchins by it? Do we know that? I want to say, like, 30s. I think Michael Hutchins was always in his 30s. (laughs) Yeah, I know what (laughs) you mean. born that way. about that. And it's not, is it? I mean, like, legally, technically, fine. Yeah. It's not really age-appropriate, is it? It's a bit dicey. So, in fact, Jason was in New York 
Kylie was in Japan and he received the phone call <gasps> from her saying it was over. It's Danzo. Then he said, I later found out from my manager that they had met up in Hong Kong and I did not take it easily. Oh, no. For a man, it's difficult to deal with to be dropped by a woman, but not only a woman, but someone of her status. Oh, my God. I took it hard. He was really smitten. Yeah. So- he said, but you move on. But I never went to an inexcess concert or a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure they, I'm sure their sales really suffered. <laughs> God. In the front row of the yeah. arena. Where's Jason? <laughs> oh. Just hearing Michael Hutchinson's dulcet tones say, I need you tonight. And now he's talking about your ex-girlfriend who dumped you for him. Oh, God, this is so horrible. Oh, goodness. But, but good for Kylie, though. She's off with Michael Hutchins. <laughs> I'm just happy for my girl with Kylie. Well, so not surprisingly, after the split, Jason goes into a bit of a spiral. Oh, Jason. So he's still releasing the singles, but then he starts making sort of bad choices. Now, he says at the time he was doing a lot of drugs. Oh, yikes. Um, Kylie goes out with Michael Hutchinson. She describes... Isn't it just Hutchins, not Hutchinson? Oh, Hutchins, sorry. (laughs) He just made him sound suddenly really dorky. (laughs) (laughs) She went out with Michael Hutchins. Uh, I like the idea of Michael Hutchinson as Jason Donovan's problematical ego. Like, this is who I'm going to be Exactly, because I'll emo. Like the the sequel to Michael Hutchinson. Kylie described Michael as a dark bad boy and herself as the pure good girl. This is what she says about him. Sex, love, food, drugs, music, travel, books, you name it. He wanted to experience it. Oh, she was having her awakening. She needed it. She needed it. Kylie was getting her groove back. And this being with Michael from In Excess was very, that was like a whole rebranding of her image. And she kind of was sexier. She went for like this sort of 60s Brigitte Bardot, mm. sexy girl look. So it was a real sort of like, it was a bit, a bit like Disney stars now. She was sort of like the Miley Cyrus yeah. of the earth. Mm. The perm was gone. The hair really was straight and sleek. Comp. Yeah. It was the lead up to the Impossible Princess years. That's right. She was changing. Paul Jason, he's really spiraling. He's oh, doing loads no. of drugs. His personal life isn't great. But don't worry, help is about to come from an unlikely source because he says it was an extremely painful parting on the ways and without doubt, I took a, lo- a long time to recover from it. Years, definitely. Wow. So began his part years. Then an unexpected angel saved his life. He was at Kate Moss's 21st birthday party at the Viper Room Club. And wow. said, I had a seizure, a seizure and I don't remember anything. It's not comfortable seeing those images. But who came to literally save his life? Oh, my goodness. Philip Schofield. <laughs> There's no way Schofield was at Kate Moss's 21st birthday party at the Viper Room. <laughs> you don't know his life. <laughs> I know enough. Know I know the Viper life. Room. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't Johnny Depp, was it? I hope not. It wasn't Johnny Depp. Prepare yourself. Was it? It was Michael Hutchins. Oh my goodness! Michael Hutchins took the drugs off me that night (gasps) and got me into an ambulance. Oh, that's so embarrassing! Oh, that's even worse! Oh God, Jason! I would just move to like New Zealand now and just like start farming (laughs) sheep and just leave the world. (gasps) Oh, that's so humiliating! And you know he's going to tell Kylie about it. (laughs) (laughs) That is horrible. 
So around this time, he started seeing a makeup artist, Angela Malik. She got pregnant and her condition on staying with them is that he gets sober. So okay. he got sober. Oh, she put and the that angel was like, in Angela. This Meanwhile, Kylie is still very much on her sexual walkabout. So after Michael Hutchins, she... I'm just going to do a roll call of honour because otherwise this will be a, a Patreon episode just yeah. all of these lads. But they're a great <laughs> bunch of lads, I have to say. She's got very good taste. She's, she I'm just going to do yeah. a quick whistle stop tour. So she's with Lenny Kravis in 1991. <gasps> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Who she met on the set of Street Fighter oh, in yeah. Don't, don't forget, never forget, never forget. Then she was, a, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, sorry France, French photographer Stéphane Sednoui from 96 to 98. Then 2000 to 2003, she was with James Gooding, who was a model. Now, I remember that, seen, I remember that. He was a sneaky little, he was. little He's a bit so-and-so. Snake. He wasn't a nice Beca- guy. He wasn't a guy, nice guy. So after the split, she he gave an interview saying she turned into a self-obsessed, virtually friendless control freak, desperate to pursue her ambitions as far as she could take them. I fear she's going to end up a lonely spinster with only a cat by her side for company. Oh, he was a little weasel. So Kylie responded. It's quite a feeling, I think, isn't it? Sorry to interrupt, but when you know, oh, she's going to like be be lonely with her cats. Like, yeah. yes, she would rather. Live with a cat. Then with you. You. Exactly. Very good point, Daisy. I mean, just, um, I feel very much with Kylie's dating history. She kind of really reminds me of like George Clooney or Hugh Grant. Mm. I think they're mm. the only people who can like match her. She's like um, a serial monogamist, but in a very like, I think, like cool and empowering way. Yeah. She's, yeah, like she's living a life. So she, re, she responded to James by saying, it's sad James has let it come to this. I wish he'd just accept that we have to move on. Ooh. We had a great time, but it's run its course. And even though I remain fond of him, but I can't let my life be governed by him. That's right. So take it, James. So, so then on. she likes her French. I will say she, she likes does. her French oh, because yeah, 2003, guy. 2007, she's a French actor Olivier Martinez. That was a massive yes, one. They were him. huge in the magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there are uh, 2008 to 2015 with model Andres Velencoso. Yeah, they kept it very private, but yeah, they were around. Then 2015 to 2017, British actor Joshua Sassi. They were engaged they briefly. They were. They were engaged. But uh, then there was rumours that he was unfaithful. Following the breakup, Kylie said, I think we all know that things were not going great in my relationship. But you know, when you're kind of deluded and you're thinking, maybe, maybe, maybe this needs saving. Turns out it didn't. Yeah. you got to accept it at some point. We've been there, friend. We've all been there. Oh, the drama. This means this must be real. <laughs> no. <laughs> And then from 2018 to present, GQ creative director, Paul Solomon. Who I know. Okay, well, let me tell you. I'm going to say what Kylie thinks of him and then we'll find out what you're taking it. She said, I've met somebody who I feel good with. It feels right. I can feel my face going. People say, your face changes when you talk about him. And it does. Mm. Happiness. He's an inspiring, funny, talented guy. He's got a real life, actual job. It's lovely. Oh, Kylie, I'm so happy. Can we get this guy 
on the podcast. Oh, goodness. I don't, know if, I don't know if I know him that. I haven't seen him. I mean, I haven't seen him since he's been with Kylie, put it that way. <laughs> this is very, I more like I knew him. I was was mutual friends with him. I met him like a few times. He's a very nice guy. I can't say the names of it, but she ain't the first celebrity he got with that I'm aware of. He was very uh, popular with the ladies. Not in a scandalous bad way. He wasn't like a cheater. I don't mean like, like a cheater. He was just, yeah, I can, and he was very... I, I get it. He was very charming. He's good looking. He had a kind of serious side. There was a kind of like depth to him immediately. He seems like a very uh, and his job is a real job. I agree with her. And uh, he does he does well for himself. Is I, he I, good I just want to know like what mugs they have and you know what how often do they put a wash on and you know. <laughs> well, all didn't of that she? Stuff. She went back. Do to... they nick each other's coat hangers and you know have passive? I'm unsure what's happening now. Not though. like me and my husband. Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't she? She went back to Australia for over COVID, didn't she? Yeah. And I'm. As I said, I don't pretend to be like friends with this guy anymore. If I haven't seen him in years, but I'm unaware if he went with her. And I remember at the time, me and the mutual friends who knew him were like, "What does that mean <laughs> that she he, she's gone to Australia and maybe he hasn't?" So I don't. I'm I'm curious to find out where that relationship stands now. Is what I will say. But what I, I think somebody like Kylie basing herself in Australia is not like me or you. Moving to Australia. I understand that, yeah. It feels a bit more she can fly back whatever the hell she wants to. As far as I'm aware, things are still hunky-dory. And as you say, that's been a while. Do you you think, would you say you give him the seal of approval for Kylie? Yes, I would, yeah. I would. And Jason also found love with someone who's got a proper job. Tell me, Grania. She's a makeup artist. Oh, so he's still with Angel Angela? Yes, so he's still with her. And hang on, I've written this down. He's married to Angela Malik and they have three children. Oh, so he just settled down and that was the end of that. Once Michael Hutchins found him in the club, he was like, well, I can't do any worse than this. I've officially hit rock bottom. So <laughs> the next girl I made. <laughs> he does lovely adverts with Kim Wilde, not with Kim Wilde, but it was the cabarets, was it? They called Dark Milk. Um, oh, yes, that's right. a lot of it in lockdown. So I think it's weird and interesting because does he live here? now yeah he's definitely he does have that very british very like charming this morning like i think all of us are very this morning people that we could really really kind of you know see on our own sofas yeah and kylie is the sort she's almost like a a sculpture you know she's so fabulous but so kind of glittering and tiny and remote and flawless and like a like a lovely musical avatar and there's nothing Kylie doesn't, I could like, if I hugged Kylie, I just feel like a, a troll and this sort of like sweaty, greasy, awful, like, I, you know, what if she'd like shatter? Yeah. And, break, and she'd probably come up to like my knee. Whereas Jason Donovan, I feel like I could have a good, solid platonic hug with that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it must be so weird because they were both, you know, on the same show, signed to the same label, exactly the same age. He's like, what, three days younger. And yeah. And... Kylie does go on to be this sort of stadium-filling worldwide icon. Yeah, it's And bonkers. he's, you know, the lovely man who sells us chocolate. But, <laughs> but honestly, if I could swap lives with either of them, weird twist. I think I'll always want to be Kylie and always love Kylie, but I think I'd probably be here as Jason. Ooh, interesting. Well, that leads us to, well, that leads to so the question, now, I think. We get to the big question of the podcast, the one all our listeners are biting their nails, waiting to find out the answer to, Daisy. 
in the split between Kylie and Jason, only one person really wins a split who thrived and who simply survived. I mean, I think we sort of all know. We the all know the answer, that, don't we? <laughs> I was really scared you were going to try and be subversive. Well, actually, in terms of happiness, and I'm like, Daisy, no. <laughs> so you're right. We all know who won. <laughs> but also, I think it's really comforting to know that after all, the dust has settled. All the fairy you know, dust. I oh. think it took Jason a little longer to find his way, but I think they're both winners, and they're both going to be, I believe, on the neighbor's final episode yeah so. but there's actually only one we've had a few people try and do both winners but daisy you have to say kylie is kylie's the winner right <laughs> yes kylie kylie's the winner guys we kylie. have to we have to make it clear to everyone we're not gonna say well they're both way yeah well done jason have fun <laughs> this morning hanging out with philip oh. and all cool good, good for you pal but kylie won <laughs> sorry, sorry. Kylie tell you won. brutal you are brutal <laughs> someone's gotta be but I do, I take with what you said before about the happiness quotient. I mean, yeah, he's been in a solid relationship with three children. And for all, as far as far as we know, seems very happily married, which must be really, and he might, I mean, it's very much grass is always greener. He must be like, oh, it must have been nice to date all these celebrities and be flown around the world and tour. But she must at some point look at his life and go, oh God, it must be nice to have this like really content family life with these lovely children just kind of. So in many ways, I'm sure he's very happy, but oh my God, Kylie Minogue yeah, totally won. <laughs> We all want to be megastars, don't we? But then sometimes I think, oh, I wish I was more successful exactly. and talented. And I think, but I'm quite glad that I hadn't just got back from Japan, you know, because even in the, you know, super swanky, it, jet lag is jet lag. But at least we all know that James Gooding was wrong because she is currently knocking on getting um, to the big 6 isn't she? She must be in her 50s she's, now? No, she's 50. She's, she's 50 now. 58? James Gooding so is he was, the, the ultimate loser. He's the real this. loser of this whole thing and she is not. I bet he's and Michael Hutchins best. died and yet he, oh, James yeah. Gooding has come off the worst. I like how Gronya swiftly just ignored that fact, by the way. Very well done, by the way, Gronya. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> what happened to Michael Hutchins? <laughs> Listen, we left him saving Jason Donovan's life. Jason, exactly. And that's that's we should all remember Michael Hutchins. His tail ends. Not in the closet. So anyways, go on. Go on, Grant. So we've got one more question for you before we, we let you go. We do, Daisy. Um, another icon of similar uh, similar hairstyle in the 80s of, as Kylie um, is unbelievably still single. And we ask all our guests if they can help us find someone to match up to her iconic status. As we always say, we don't believe she needs someone. We simply think she deserves someone, someone to love her. Man, woman, any gender, any sexuality, take it, not take it. Anyone will step aside. Can you think of anyone that could be with the one, the only Cher? Oh my goodness! I mean, I figured like they they need to invent someone to be. So, I mean, someone did one share. time choose a robot. I believe we've, we've had that. <laughs> Let's think laterally because oh, I think right. that Cher has the energy of twenty men. So we get twenty men. Um, maybe someone younger. I always had a massive, massive thing for, and I don't quite know how this is going to work, but. Andre 3000 from Outcast, who Ooh, I know very little about, but nice. he makes fabulous music. And I believe, I read in an interview that he said that he doesn't really like playing live shows. I don't, I get the impression he's not a big fame guy, but he loves to make weird, cool sonic music. I think they could do I the most like incredible musical collaboration. They could. And they're just both super hot. They're super well-dressed. He's wild. And I think they'd be, Great I think dress. they'd have no major expectations of each other because I think that Cher won't need someone who 
adores and respects her power. Of course not she does. Like, oh my God, sure, every day, like anyone else. So I think they just sort of vibe with each other and they're going, being like, this is kind of weird, but I'm going to see how it goes. And I it really, would just be... I really like the idea thing. of this. And her coming to live with him in like Southern America and making like this, them hanging out by a lake somewhere with a porch and just hanging out in the heat, just sharing yeah. on day, just chilling. <sighs> yeah, And it would just be one of those couples where you'd hear it be like, what? And then be like, yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's a great one. That's that, I think that's that is really a good one, Daisy. And You've... people would say, "Oh, have you heard the new sound Andrew Two Thousand mm. Sure working on?" It's yeah, crazy good. Imagine the album they would make. Oh, oh no. I know. Literally, share three thousand. I can't. That's a brilliant one, Daisy. That is really one for the books. That's a good one. I mean, failing that, possibly maybe Harry Styles as a backup, but I think Andre 3000 is our... That, no. Well, oh, as Grania always says, go with your first choice. Go with your gut. You it works every time. Go with your bones. Your bo- the bones, no. The bones always know. <laughs> that is a good one. Thank you so much, Daisy. Oh, Daisy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can our, listeners find, where can our listeners find um, more of you? Your listeners can find more of me at um, on Instagram. I'm at the Daisy B B E E. I'm at Not Roller Girl on Twitter, doing stupid jokes and trying not to cry in my heart. Um, I write novels. Uh, my latest novel is called Careering, and if people want to buy that, I would love it very much. Um, or just read it. You can get it from the library or your friend's copy. I also wrote a really rude book called Insatiable that is out in paperback. That's got lots of filthy saucy shagging and jokes in it all the um, stuff you thought you like this had podcast, probably up your alley oh, oh but thank you so God. much daisy that was an amazing episode thank you so much for being here i have had the most most fun oh. thank you so much for having me feelings I've mutual absolute blast oh. the way they were is an amanda redmond production produced by abby weaver and amanda redmond we want to hear your celebrity couple crush so Email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they were. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.